friends, you've now entered the Man Cave Podcast, unplugged and unfiltered. This is a podcast where the topics are mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other items, like, is Bigfoot real? Who is the best Batman? You're guided through each episode by a man who's the man for his time and place, Dan Casper. So welcome to the Man Cave, and stick around for a while. You're going to like it here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by Hy-V and Toys and Ford. I'm your host, Dan Casper, as always. This episode of the Man Cave Podcast is a Dan Casper Show instant replay. Segments from my radio show, the Dan Casper Show, replayed right here on the Man Cave Podcast. Enjoy. Luke Fickle. Who saw that coming? Not me. I don't think a lot of you saw that thing coming. You know, I I was, for the most part, I actually stayed off social media during the break, during Thanksgiving. I was like, you know what? Gonna kind of, I don't need to be scrolling through it. Don't need to be checking it all the time. Facebook, Twitter, eh. Something big, I'll I'll get a notification. I actually kind of quieted some of the notifications. Was a little under the weather for over a week now. I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna take a break. And then I randomly just kind of popped up the phone and saw something about report packer or uh, badgers honing in on luke fickle and then i was like oh that was like 40 minutes ago and then i was like hey luke fickle's the new head coach i'm like a big pardon what just happened here i mean all week we were here against jimmy leonard jimmy leonard you know after the uh after the, uh, the nebraska game they posted it it's like okay that's gotta be jimmy leonard job I mean, even when when Paul Chris was fired, it was like, that's got to be Jimmy Leonard's job. But Badger Athletic Director Chris McIntosh had something else to say about it. And he got Luke Fickle. Now, reports are saying that uh, the coaches, the other coaches that were either interviewed or vetted was Dave Aranda, former Badger defense coordinator, now with Baylor. Lance Leifold, who was with Kansas, signed that extension. Obviously, Jimmy Leonard and Luke Fickle. And when we were, throughout this whole process, we were throwing out other possibilities at the beginning. You know, Lance was the hot name, right? Because Kansas was off to a fantastic start. He's got the connection, UW-Whitewater coach, former UW-Whitewater coach, et cetera, et cetera. That fizzled off. Then it's like, okay, who else could, you know, Matt Rule, meh, yeah, oh, no. Never, never really heard Luke Fickle's name mentioned. And I don't know if that was just because it was maybe viewed as a pipe dream, that it would never happen. But here we are. He's a new head ball coach for the Wisconsin Badgers, and I think this tells us a couple different things. One, I think this tells us that Chris McIntosh, he wants to compete for national championships. He wants to compete for college football playoff spots. College football playoff is expanded to 12 teams, and it's going to get a little bit easier to get in just because you're allowing more teams in there. But your Big Ten Conference is going to get a whole lot tougher. You got USC coming in. You got UCLA coming in. More money is going to be coming in. Recruiting is going to be tougher because there's going to be more competition for it. And I think you look at this Badger football program in the last couple years, and if you, we've kind of seen it with the with the team, with the players. We've read the articles. We've read the reports. Recruiting has been slacking, right? It's been slacking a little bit. 
And now you're entering an era of college football where you've got NILs, you've got all this other stuff going on, you got a Big Ten conference that's getting bigger and better. You better have a fantastic recruiting game. So what does Chris McIntosh do? He goes and hires a fantastic recruiter, but also a damn good football coach. That's a home run hire. I don't know how Luke Fickle's career at Wisconsin will work out. I don't know how long he's going to stay there at Wisconsin. I know there's some people saying, well, that's just another you know, launching pad for his career. I don't know. What, what would be next, Ohio State or Notre Dame at this point? Well, Ryan Day's a young man. I know there are a lot of Ohio State fans upset with him after after the loss against Michigan. And Ryan Day has been rumored about a potential leap to the NFL. But Chris McIntosh, you know, I think he is sending a message that I want our goals and expectations to be higher. I want our, you know, sights set on bigger prizes. I don't want to be just satisfied with conference championships or New Year's Day bowl games or anything like that. I want more. I want more. I want to be viewed as one of the top programs, athletic departments in the entire country. I want to be viewed as a title contending program. It's a tough mountain. It's going to be a tall mountain. I mean, Big Ten's loaded. We know about the SEC. It's going to be tough. But now, with the college football playoff expanding, you get 12 in there. We say it every year with when it comes to the postseason with professional teams, or even in uh, basketball, the, the tournament. Get in the dance and see what happens. Anything could happen in the dance. Just give it a shot. Give your team a shot. A chance. Just want a chance. And of course, you you know you've got Badger players who have gone out on on Twitter, social media, and voiced their frustration or their disappointment that Jimmy Leonard didn't get the job. That shouldn't be a big surprise. Think about it with with a lot of these kids, these these kids, these college athletes. They've been with a lot of these coaches, or have known them since their high school days potentially i mean through through the recruiting process in their high school days i mean when they get to college they're with these coaches i mean they develop really really close relationships with these coaches so of course they're going to be disappointed hurt when their guy doesn't get the job and it's an outsider coming in you're going to have those emotions Shouldn't expect anything less. You have former Badgers, you know. I th- I know Owen Daniels tweeted it's 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 tough to you know cheer for this program right now. Well, that's that's a Jimmy Leonard guy too. Get it? It's disappointing. It's disappointing for his buddy, for his friend. But when you look at it on the surface, the Badgers hired a winner. They hired a guy who could build a program, who could go out there and recruit. Luke Fickle for crying out loud had to recruit in the same state as Ohio State. Okay, he still had to go out there and do that. And then you look at the prospects that were drafted all out of Cincinnati 
in the uh, in the 2022 NFL Draft. Sauce Gardner is the big one. Yeah, he's that corner who's lighting it up right now with the Jets. Luke Fickle can recruit. Luke Fickle can coach. He's proven that. These are just some of the other... Yeah, so Sauce Gardner you had on there. Uh, Alec Pierce, the wide receiver, went to the Colts. There was a, quite a few Packers people kind of like, oh, that would be a great fit for Green Bay. Brian Cook, another second rounder. Desmond Ritter, the QB. I'm excited about as, as a Badgers fan, yeah, it's disappointing for Jimmy Leonard. It's a great story. It's a great story that we have seen since his high school to his playing days to you know NFL and then coming back as a coach and it just seemed like it was going to line up. He was going to be the man to usher in a new era of Badger football. It would have been a great story. It was a Hollywood script, right? And if, and if he would have gotten a job, there wouldn't have been anybody upset about it. But this Luke Fickle hiring is, is a fantastic fantastic hire because I feel like the Badgers I don't know if they have to totally rebuild the program like some people out there are saying like uh, building up a program and such it might be an adjustment year but you are going to get a guy that comes in knows how to build up that program knows how to build up a program where they're kind of what second fiddle within their own state. Wisconsin's not second fiddle in their own state, but you know when you look at it in terms of the conference, it's always going to be Ohio State. It's going to be Michigan. You got Penn State up there. He knows how to build a program and coach a program that might you know be taken for granted at times. And we know he knows how to freaking coach. So I'm excited. This is an exciting era. This is an exciting new era for for Badger football. And I think for Badger Athletics overall because, again, I think Chris McIntosh is sending a statement to to the rest of his athletic department. Our goals are different. Our expectations are higher. And this is a Badger guy, too. This isn't an outsider. Chris McIntosh could have just kept up with the whole, we want Badger people. Easy thing would have been just to promote Jimmy Leonard. But I think he's sending a message like, we all need to step up our games. And let's focus on some bigger prizes here. And it starts now with this Badger football team. And if I'm the men's hockey team and I'm Tony Granado, I'm a little bit more nervous. I think this is awesome. Again, it sucks for Jimmy Leonard. And who knows? Maybe he does stay on as as defensive coordinator. Maybe, you know, he just takes a deep breath, takes a couple days, takes a few days, let the disappointment kind of wear off. It'll still be there. I mean, we're all human, right? It's going to be there. He's disappointed. He's upset. That's his dream job. He's talked about it how many times. Loves that university. Maybe he stays on his defense corner. Maybe he's like, you know what? It's just better to, to cut ties and, and blaze a new path, a new chapter in my life. Maybe it's in the NFL. Maybe it's another college uh College university. College university. Another at another university. Who knows? But if you're a Badger football fan, if you take away the personal side of the of Jimmy Leonard, this is a fantastic hire. And this is a hire that I don't think a lot of people expected to happen. 
the goals and the expectations have just risen now for this Badger football team. It ain't about winning Big Ten West champions and and you know getting the to the Big Ten championship game. The expectations now have changed to we expect to compete for playoffs and national championships. That's what this hire tells me. At Toyson Ford, they're proud to serve the drivers of Chippewa Falls with some of the most popular vehicles around Wisconsin and the country. They're committed to giving drivers from across the Eau Claire, Bloomer, and Elk Mound region the best in customer service with a top-notch selection of brand new vehicles to choose from, as well as an extensive inventory of pre-owned crossover SUV and trucks. Plus, with their expert finance, service, and parts center in-house, they strive to be your one-stop dealer dealership for all of your automotive needs. Check them out today at toysandford.net. Your tailgating headquarters is at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. Their top-of-the-line meat department, which includes the Dan Goodburger, will make you the talk of your tailgate party. And the dips for snacking? Those are what will make you an MVP on game days. And you never have to worry about Hy-Vee not having what you need because their shelves and coolers are always stocked up with your favorite goods. Be the MVP of your tailgate party with the help from another MVP. That's Hy-Vee in Eau Claire, located at 2424 East Claremont Avenue. Uh, all right, let's talk a little uh, talk a little Jordan love here. So what did you see from him last night? Did you like what you saw? Did, were you, were, do you want to see more of him? Did that kind of maybe give you the the motivation to, hey, I want to see a little bit more of this guy for, for, the, for the rest of the year? You factor in. Aaron's got some rib, quad issues, whatever the heck is going on with him, uh, with the thumb injury too. Uh, there's reports saying, I think it was Ian Rappaport said on yesterday it's an avulsion fracture, which I believe is what Russell Wilson had last year where he had to have surgery and he missed those few games, but remember made that miraculous comeback in time for the Packers game. But that requires surgery, and, and Aaron said again last night that surgery hasn't been talked about. So I don't know, but if it is that avulsion fracture, I mean that's a that's a pretty serious thumb injury there. I don't know if we'll actually know the full details about it or not. But uh, one of our poll questions that we got out there was, it was a small sample size, but your thoughts on Jordan Love last night was fifty six point eight percent of you saying look good, start him. 31.8% of you saying, good, but I'd still start Aaron. 6.8% of you saying, meh, it was okay. 4.5% saying, not impressed. So, it still looks like almost half, at least half who voted on the Twitter poll, almost half of the uh, the the Packers fans out there want Aaron Rodgers to continue starting games if he's able to go out there and and play. That's what those numbers tell me. 56.8% of you want Jordan Love to start, but 31.8% of you say, and I'd still start Aaron. And then when you factor in the 6.8, that said, ah, he was okay, and 4.5, not impressed. Almost nearly half of you still want Aaron Rodgers starting games. The things that really stood out to me last night about Jordan Love, again, it was an incredibly small sample size. Nothing that we can really take you know, to the bank, be like, and there's nothing that, that could tell us from from last night that's like that guy's going to be, you know, 
five-time MVP winner, going to lead the Packers to cut multiple Super Bowls, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the things that did stand out, he looks more confident. He looked more poised. He looked like the moment wasn't too big. And there was a part of me last night watching that game, and I'm like, "Is are we watching a quarterback who's playing within the scheme, playing within the system? And that's not, I'm not trying to knock Aaron on it. Aaron's a special talent. He's been a fantastic player for how many years? Throughout his entire starting career. First ballot Hall of Famer, all that sort of stuff. You can do different things when Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. You throw Jordan Love in there, you have a quarterback that's playing within the scheme, within the within uh, the play calls, that sort of thing. Probably not doing a whole lot of adjusting at the line of scrimmage, right? I think it's still audible in that, but probably not doing as much adjusting or changing of things on the fly as the Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers could do. And a lot of those yards came from the from the Christian Watson pass. But that's you know one thing too that I think a lot of us wanted to see was Christian Watson really utilizing that speed, whether it was on deep routes, you know, fly routes, or getting the ball in his hands and letting him run. That's exactly what that play did last night. He got the ball in space in the middle of the field, and he outran everybody for the tut. Made things interesting. Defense couldn't do anything to stop. Jordan Love goes back out there for another drive, gets the Packers uh, into field goal position, gets the field goal, and then doesn't get the ball back. Because I like the I, I I don't know if I was the only one last night, but I was like, okay, when Jordan Love was in there, I was like, okay, defense, can you maybe step it up and just I want to see more Jordan Love. Yeah, you know, go score quick, Philly, or make a quick stop, Packers. D. I want to see more Jordan Love. Because his throws, he looked like he had some pretty dang good velocity. His accuracy was pretty darn sharp. So in just like nine pass attempts, I was impressed with Jordan Love. Might be a little bit of an overreaction. Probably is an overreaction, just based off nine passing attempts. But that's what we got to go with. And honestly, I'm kind of at the point now where... All right, Aaron... You're a tough SOB. You're a tough guy. We know it. You've played through a lot of injuries. You've played through a lot of pain. You've got a broken thumb. You have something going on with your ribs now. Could be the cartilage. Could be a hairline fracture. We'll know later today with MRIs, apparently. But there is at a certain point where injuries could be a detriment to your team. Now, if this Packers team was maybe eight and four, nine and three, maybe a little bit different, but four and eight, I think I'm switching up my mindset, and I think I want to see a little bit more Jordan Love. I want to see what we got with this guy. Because last night, watching just those few pass attempts, it made me wanting more. It made me wanted to watch him play a little bit more. I want to see what else there we have. What else can he do? You know, I go back to that Chiefs game from last year. And said it afterwards, and I still feel like he was a little bit handcuffed. Like I almost felt like LaFleur or the Packers were like, okay, we don't want him to lose the game. So you kind of handcuffed him a little bit. I wanna I want to see Jordan Love with an open playbook. 
You know, preseason, great. Yes, he's gotten a lot of snaps. But has he gotten them with a lot of the number ones? No, he hasn't. Not with his number one offensive line. Not with Aaron Jones. Not with AJ. I know, like this past preseason, nobody, like hardly any of the number ones in that offense played, besides maybe a couple of offensive linemen. Aaron Jones didn't play. AJ Dillon didn't play. Robert Tunyon didn't play. Alan Lazard didn't play. Christian Watson was banged up. He did get a lot of time with Romeo Dobbs. But I want to, he left me wanting more. Like, I want to see more. Like, I was like, okay, there's some positive stuff here. Can we see some more? And I, I'm kind of at that point now, too, where I'm like, all right, maybe maybe it is time to put Aaron on the shelf, put him on the IR. I don't know if Green Bay will have the gonads to do it, and I don't know, you know, it's going to be, I feel like we say this almost every offseason, but if Jordan Love goes out there, and let's say he gets a few starts or a couple starts for, for the rest of the season. Well, how many more games have we got? What We got one, we got five. Say he gets a handful of those. Jordan Love goes out there and balls. I mean, straight up balls out. I agree. And then let's let's say Aaron says in February, "Hey, I'm coming back." Oh, Green Bay's going to be like. Well, either way, I mean, they're going to be a salary cap hell to begin with. But yeah, they ain't going to let Jordan Love go. I think if Aaron says he's coming back, Green Bay would be like, okay, is this your final year? We know you don't want a swan song. We know we, you, you've said you don't want a, a goodbye tour or anything like that. We'll keep it on the low. Just tell us because, you know, we've got a decision we have to, you know, with, with uh, J-Love. I mean, it's going to be a weird off season, but get to that when we get to that. But I came away with like, okay. I was I, I liked what I saw. He just looked confident. He looked poised. He looked comfortable. And I know there was like little what Collinsworth last night noticed a little tongue wag from from Jordan Love before he threw the football. I was like, oh, it's a Jordan thing, and then you know, I don't know about that, but just looked he looked cool. Like the moment wasn't too big. And that's what I want to see out of the quarterback. I want to see more now. I want to see more from 10. I don't know if we will, but I'd be okay with it now if we do. This run defense, though, uh, this defense overall, eesh. Um, yikes. Um, what else can you say that hasn't been said? You know, I'll mention it tomorrow, but I will say I know there's a lot of Packers fans that are saying, hey, Jim Leonard, defensive coordinator, come back now. You you turned it down a couple years ago. Joe Barry got the job. Can you come back now? I will say Jim Leonard's not my number one pick. And I don't know if he's my number two pick either. There are a couple other names out there that I would rather have than Jim Leonard. But I'm going to save that for tomorrow, give you a little bit of a tease. If you listen, you already know who they are. But I just don't know anymore how Joe Barry can continue to be defensive coordinator. I mean, he'll probably finish out the year, but how do you go into next year 
saying, yeah, he deserves another year. No, I think it's not all on him. I think it's a combination of scheme, play calls. Uh, I think it's part talent not playing up to their to the level that they should be playing at. Uh, you can factor in some injuries on there too. But somebody's got to take the blame. Somebody's got to take the fall. And who always does it? It's always the coach first. So I just... Yeesh. And I don't know if like the next five games... Unless somehow he... They go into Christmas Day in Miami and just like slow the heck down out of Miami and those and those speedy wide receivers, but whew, that might be ah, yeesh, ooh, yikes. I don't know what to make of that one, but oh, it's and I just feel like we're seeing players now. Not all of them. Jair's the main one. <clears throat> but I feel like we're starting to see players that are just kind of like kind of with an effort attitude. You know what I mean? Like Jair. We saw, was it, uh, I can't remember, was it a couple weeks ago? What game was it? Was it Detroit maybe? Or Buffalo? Maybe it might have been Buffalo. But even late last night, you know, he, he was apparently cramping up or something like that. Got off the field, was being showered with booze, apparently flipping the bird to everybody on his way out. But it just seems like the last, and I'm just, and I'm trying to be a body language expert right now, which I shouldn't be because I hate body language experts at times. But it just feels like Jair's like the last maybe month, couple months, ever since his comments about you know, even going back to the beginning of the year, really about wanting to be man coverage, wanting to be matched up with the other guy. Seems like he's been more of a vocal uh, type of person. But just some of the antics, like too, is like. Affit. I don't know. It's just it's the vibe. The vibe feels a little weird. Feels a little off. For whatever, I mean, a lot of reasons, but I just don't know how next year the Packers can open up another season with with Joe Barry as defensive coordinator. I just don't. What? What from what from this unit have we seen from this year? Will make you go. Yeah, that was good. Let's let's build off of that. I mean, even in the last few weeks, their pass defense, awful. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Big thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, and a reminder: never miss an episode of the Man Cave Podcast by subscribing to the Man Cave Podcast. We're already on your favorite podcasting platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google, and Stitcher. And don't forget to give us a solid rating too. That way other people can find the Man Cave Podcast. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper, and we'll see you in the Man Cave.